You know, Sheila, uh, honest to goodness, I mean, what uh, I don't, I've reached out to other people. They've also experienced incredible health uh, during this, uh, the so-called uh, deadly months turning into deadly years. And um, by the way, what, what actually happened to the flu last uh, fall and winter? Does, does anyone know where it went? <laughs> Well, that's the thing, like all of a sudden the flu suddenly disappears. Now, I I think, you know, a part of my good health is probably attributed to the fact that shopping carts are now being sanitized because as a mom, um, I spend a lot of time in the grocery store. And when you think about it, those shopping carts and baskets, they've got to be disgusting. Duh. I mean, just I don't think the shopping carts had ever been washed until the beginning of the pandemic and now it's a routine thing and I attribute all my cough colds and sniffles to the fact that I touched shopping carts and then touched my face or touched my purse, touched my keys and then just contaminated myself with whatever cooties exist out there. So I think if I were to count the one thing that made the pandemic, uh, um, like that made public health a lot better during the pandemic. You know what? I, I think that's a very logical response and another I think super spreader um, device of common germs <laughs> is um, when you go to an escalator and that handrail, I mean, think of how many hundreds or thousands of uh, hands have been on that handrail that you're supposed to hold uh, going up. So I, I just, I don't even hold on to it. And occasionally you'll get a Karen security guard yelling at you to uh, hold the handrail. In fact, I think, wasn't there somebody in Montreal that actually got arrested by the transit police for not holding the handrail. I would argue in this day and age of contagions, hey, I'm trying to be clean, I'm trying to be sanitary, and that is not where to go. But I think much like the, the baskets and the shopping carts that you mentioned, Sheila, I always see people on a more frequent basis, um, uh, or I shouldn't say people, but uh, mall employees, uh, wiping down those handrails too. So. Maybe, maybe this is a, a good consequence uh, that has come out of this uh, COVID-19, uh, just increased hygiene and sanitation etiquette. I'm from Fort Saskatchewan. We don't have escalators here. The <laughs> only time I, I get remotely near an escalator is when I'm flying. So only in airports do I go near an escalator because I avoid malls like the plague, by the yes. way. So I, that's the only place that I experience an escalator. I should tell everybody what we're doing here today. Um, even though my Skype feed is completely frozen, uh, I'm... I think we're still streaming on all the places that we're supposed to be streaming. And we have some good news about one of the places that we are streaming on. Yes. So this is the Rebel News daily live stream. It used to just be on Fridays, hosted by Ezra. But now it's five days a week. There's more news than ever. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are still either at home because of the pandemic, because their employers are a bunch of hypochondriacs, or they've just completely moved to working from home. So if you do work from home now... Welcome to the club. It's okay. Um, so we stream on YouTube. We've been completely demonetized on YouTube, but we're still streaming on YouTube because we have 1.5 million people over there who do watch us. And we want to tell those 1.5 million people that if you are watching us on YouTube, please take an off-ramp to another platform that doesn't hate you for your political <laughs> views and doesn't want to censor you. And so that's why we are also streaming over on Rumble, um, great free speechy platform. We're also streaming on Odyssey and we have some good news about Odyssey. So 
Odyssey in the past, you could leave us a hyper chat by purchasing some of Odyssey's library cryptocurrency. And you could use that library cryptocurrency to send us a hyper chat as we're live or to tip us as a creator. But Odyssey's added a brand new feature where you can, uh, I think it's send us a hyper chat, Justin, any, or tip us, but you can also do it in just regular old fiat currency. So if you, if you're like me and you, you want to understand cryptocurrency and you, and you know, you should, <laughs> but you haven't yet. Um, and you want to just spend regular old money. You can do that too. You can do that on Odyssey now. And we are also streaming over on super you, which is great. It's, I mean, you can, there's a live chat feature over there and you can, um, send us something called a super you shout over on super you, which I think is wonderful. And you can tip us as a creator over there. So I think that's checking all the boxes there. Well, that's fantastic because, you know, Sheila, we sure need alternatives to Silicon Valley's big tech giants because the censorship, uh, I've never seen anything like it. In fact, I never yeah. dreamed I would ever see the kind of days we're living in right now, my friend. No, me neither. And, uh, you know, that that takes us actually to something I wanted to touch on. And it's ournewstudio.com. Yes. And uh, even though we've been completely demonetized by YouTube, we basically live and die on the support of our viewers at home because we'll never take a penny from Justin Trudeau. And I think that's probably the most democratic way of doing something. We know if we're getting something right or wrong based on the response of our viewers um, because we have to listen to you. Where it's, yeah. not like, it's not like CBC. It's not like the mainstream media where you just keep failing upward as long as you say the things that Justin Trudeau wants you to say. You don't have to tell the truth. Um, because and you don't have to produce something that people want to consume because it doesn't matter. Justin Trudeau is just going to continue to bail you out for failure. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't have that option here and we would never want that option anyway. And, you know, Sheila, occasionally I see comments from our haters and I assume they're the haters because I don't think our fans think this way. And the proof is in the pudding in terms of donations. But it's this comment. Oh, there they go begging again. Well, we're not begging, we're asking. And I think this is the most honest way of raising funds. If you right. want to give, if you want to support, so be it. If you don't want, that's okay. You can still tune in. It's the best of both worlds, isn't it? Unlike the mainstream media, which just takes a direct deduction off of your paycheck every two weeks. It's like Roger's uh, failed scheme of negative option billing, right? Um, we're just gonna, it's, it's actually worse because at least when negative option billing, you could call old man Rogers yeah. and say, hey, I don't want uh, channels X, Y, and Z, and uh, you're not billed anymore. Today with the media, you have absolutely no say. You will pay for it whether you want yep. to or not. With us, we make an ask. If you want to give, give. And, uh, well, what can I say? Uh, we are in business, and, um, and this is a very worthy initiative, our, our new studio. Uh, we need equipment, our old TriCaster, and put in a great um, five-year or six-year mission. Yep. And um, things break down, things get obsolete. And, um, but you know what? There's a, there's a price to pay for this equipment, isn't there, Sheila? Sure. And that's the thing. We, if you go to our new studio, Dot com and uh, I can't see if Justin does take us there, but 
if he would be so kind as to take us there. You can actually see what we're asking for. We give the monetary breakdown. You can see it's all very reasonable stuff. And yeah, our old TriCaster, it worked hard every single day for Justin because Justin is the TriCaster zookeeper. He was responsible for the care and feeding and love of the TriCaster. Um, he's the guy who operated it every day. It's used for Ezra's Daily Show, your show, all the in-studio green screen work that you might see. Not mine. That's My setup is completely different. But everything that came out of the studio in Toronto um, was all done with the TriCaster. So it worked hard every day. And um, we do keep our costs for our... our um, our production very low. We're not like the bloated CBC who shows up to an event with like six satellite trucks and five chase producers working with two on-air talent and a guy that holds a reflective screen for each one of them. It's very, it's really something to see. Next time I'm out and about, I'm actually going to turn the camera on CBC so people can see what I'm dealing with. We don't do any of that. We we keep our costs very, very low and that's why we're able to get things done um, without bailouts, without, you know, uh, putting everything behind a paywall. That's another thing that we do here at Rebel News. We do have some stuff behind a paywall. We have our premium shows behind the paywall. But by and large, most of what we do is just out there for you to see. If you want to help us pay for it, that's great. If you don't, that's fine too. It's still there for you to see. And you know, Sheila, I have an anecdote for you because <clears throat> some people will look at the, what, what is the CBC um, uh, welfare up to now? 1.5 billion a year, something along yeah. those lines. And where does my where does where does 1.5 billion a year go to? Well, I can tell you. Uh, years ago, I used to go to a Burlington uh, network called CTS for a weekly panel discussion, and I remember once asking one of the train broadcast professionals, um, "Wow, these cameras look so uh, good. Um, uh, they look like state of the art to me." And he said, "Well." That's not quite true. They're just one wee step down from state of the art. And I said, oh, where'd you get them? And he says, well, we get them from CBC. We buy our equipment for basically 10 cents on the dollar used from CBC because once Smart. they're one step down from state of the art, well, the people at CBC demand the state of the art. Isn't that amazing, Sheila? And I mean, I'm telling you, when I say one step down from state of the art, basically state-of-the-art. There was nothing wrong yeah. with these cameras and, and any of the other equipment. And I thought, golly, what? You know, that says everything, doesn't it? When you are getting free money and it's in the billions, why should be, there be any governor on you to spend it wisely or diligently? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Again, you just fail upwards. Like in a statistical rounding error of Canadians watch their <laughs> flagship programs um, and they think that's great. Give us more. If you just give us more money, maybe we'll get better at this after how long have they been around? Approaching 100 years. Um, you know, that's not what we do. And, uh, you know, Justin, maybe we can throw to the video that Mocha and Efron, Efron's our head of video, Mocha's our chief videographer. They put together a, a video. Be, you don't often see those guys in front of the camera. They are a little bit. Um, but, you know, to fund this sort of equipment for them, a few new computers for our editing team and the TriCaster and a couple other pieces, um, it sure makes their life a lot easier um, because they are using older laptops, older desktops in the office. Now, they're not ancient, but I mean... 
if we want to get the news to you fast, we need to have better equipment and um, we don't take bailout bucks. So maybe we can throw that video up that the guys put together. Well, Sheila, your wish is like... Hey guys, had a video for Rebel News here at From Monsanto along with Chief Videographer Moka Bezirgan. We're here to tell you that we need your help once again. Our TriCaster is no longer working. It's been working for the last six years, but it's not working any longer. If you were watching our live streams, you must have noticed that we were running into issues during live stream. And this TriCaster has been in the company before I even joined as an intern back in 2017. This actually filmed the election night coverage that Ezra had in 2015. This has a lot of history. This has been through a lot of iconic rebel moments. Uh, remember the time that David was arrested in Brampton for bringing you to the other side and uh, we had to go live immediately? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special emergency live stream. I have some terrible news for friend colleague David Menzies, beloved by many um, public interest journalists, was just arrested. And also remember when you were holding the phone to, the, to your face instead of recording the action? Arrest them or go away. My colleagues, you're not listening. Yeah, a lot of history and distress, all these live streams. This actually films Ezra Levant's nightly show every weekday, Andrew's weekly show, and even David's show every week. This plays an integral part of the company. We're looking to upgrade our equipment to help bring you a better side of the story that you'll never see anywhere else. This includes getting a new TriCaster. This will be the TriCaster Elite 2. This will help us increase our production value for live streaming. We can stream up to eight different guests at the same time. We can have online debates across the nation, just like we've done before. You've seen Catherine's coverage throughout the pandemic all throughout Ontario. You've seen Sydney's coverage when we sent them over to Manitoba to show you the other side of Fight the Fines for some of the egregious lockdown arrests there. You've seen Pastor Tim Stevens arrested in front of his family, recorded by our team who were there at a moment's notice. No hesitation. We want to give you the other side. If you can provide us once again with the proper equipments, we can continue to do that. Yeah, unlike the corporate press, we don't get a tax bailout to a tune of nearly $600 million every year. We would never do that. We would never trade our integrity for views or for any other things. You want to keep bringing you the other side of the story and we want to be truthful to you, the rebel viewer who continuously watches us. We're looking just for modest equipment. The laptops are around $2,500 all in. They're simply high performance laptops to do field reporting. Well, Mocha's out in the field across the nation. He wants to be able to finish the report that same night. And we're also looking to get desktop computers for our office workers to help increase their production efficiency as well. These computers are pretty modest, they're not high-end. They're simply just work computers to get them done. You can see the specifications we asked for. They're gonna cost a couple thousand each, but these will last several years at the bare minimum. Then we're also looking for a new TriCaster, the Elite Edition. It's gonna cost us $40,000. And I know that sounds like a lot, but it's gonna last quite a long time. You've seen the troubles we've had with the live stream and some other stuff, and we wanna make sure our production quality is top notch. You know we will never take government money like the CBC and our competitors do. You forcibly have to pay for the CBT through your tax dollars and you have no say in that. You have a say to whether or not you want to help us and help bring you these stories and no one else will. Thanks to you, the Rebel viewer, you make this possible. Head over to ournewstudio.com and chip in if you can. Thanks again for watching. It's much appreciated. If you chip in for this, we're going to appreciate and we're going to produce high quality content. If you don't, you're not going to go to jail. We're not going to send armed men after you. We're not going to take any legal action against you, <laughs> unlike other media that are connected to the government. 
We're not gonna print any money to devalue your currency in your pocket, okay? We're just, this is completely kosher, completely halal, completely <laughs> voluntary, <laughs> completely wrong. legal, completely okay. <laughs> Mocha's the best. <laughs> oh yeah, you can, you can tell Mocha has had some experience living in a, uh, a place like Turkey, eh, <laughs> But you know, yeah. uh, but two things, yeah, um, we are spending the money wisely, not extravagantly as the CBC does. And by the way, Sheila, I think the CBC has a disincentive not to spend wisely because if they crunch the numbers and they whittle down their expenditures, um, instead of say 1.5 billion, it's 1.1 billion. Well, then their ministerial masters with the government might say, well, if they can make do with 1.1, um, let's give them 1.1 next year. So there's, a, yeah. I think, a fear of being diligent with tax dollars because their budget would be cut. And the second thing I want to say, I'm glad they played that clip of you last year talking about my arrest in Brampton because I completely forgot that next month, August 2021, my one-year suspension of all Brampton recreation and park facilities <laughs> comes to an end. And the day it does, I'm going back to that hockey rink to see if Sneaky Patrick is still playing hockey and maybe just hang around a park and just rub it into the Paladin security guards that their one-year vanquishing of me uh, from the rec facilities is over. Which, by the way, Sheila, I don't even think that's a thing. I, I don't think that could no. ever pass constitutional muster. A security guard with some, you know, monopoly game kind of ticket book uh, giving me this uh, edict uh, to stay away for one year. Unbelievable how that city operates. When were, when is that up? It, sometime in August, I'll, I'll find the exact date. Cause I'm coming. We're gonna go work <laughs> out together. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I have the day booked off and somebody else filling in for me because we're going. We're going to work out. You know, we should make a big production of it. Like, you know, uh, try to find some volunteer marching band and just like... Can like, we rent a basketball court? Can we get all of us out there and just play like... A intramur intramural league like basketball game like the Rebels against whoever? Yeah, or like, uh, well, I'm not a basketball guy. How about slow pitch out on one of the Brampton diamonds? They got some beautiful uh, baseball diamonds out there. But uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, let, let, let's put our heads together and think of a great <laughs> way uh, to announce the end of my suspension. Something like uh, what, the, what, a, what a king would do or a queen in Game of Thrones <laughs> in terms of a grandiose re-entrance. But oh my goodness. So anyways, folks, <clears throat> uh, just to wrap it up, if you can give, I know these are trying times for so many people, but if you have a few extra bucks around and you can make a donation, it is greatly appreciated. Now, I think our first video, Sheila, um, already getting lots of traction, it's from Avi, and Avi is doing fantastic work down there. So under. good. He is yeah. just so wonderful. And um, it's about somebody getting arrested in the wee hours of the morning um, for a Facebook posting. Now, I don't think this man made a threat. I don't think he was inciting violence. I think the posting was stupid and he clearly regrets it, but I think it makes for a cautionary tale of how these days, Sheila, Big Brother is watching. Check it out.
Me and my partner was just sitting at home, obviously doing the right thing, staying home. And uh, I sort of saw all these lights flashing outside the window. It was like 12 o'clock at night, just a bit after. And um, I was, we were all, we were both a bit freaked out. Like, what's going on? Like, we thought we might have been getting robbed or, or something like that. And then I, I come outside to find uh, five police officers, fully armed, uh, shoulder to shoulder, walking down the driveway with, you know, with the hands on the gun and the torches in our faces and everything. Like, I, I don't know. We just couldn't believe what was happening. How you going, there, mate? The police from Castle Hill. Yeah, mate. What's your name? Troy. How you going, Troy? Good. Um. What's happening? Oh, mate, just um, let you know that we're wearing body-worn cameras recording the conversation. Yeah, just a, it's in relation to a uh, post that you made on Facebook today. Within 15 minutes, I was in the back of a, back of a uh, paddy wagon flying down the street. It was like a 40-minute drive to the police station, and uh, they put me in a cell for three hours while I was, and you know, I had an interview, and, you know, I got searched and photographed and fingerprinted and, and everything. A 33-year-old tradie in Western Sydney is facing up to three years in jail for a stupid Facebook post he made in reaction to the New South Wales Premier shutting down his industry. This case falls outside the scope of the Fight the Fines initiative, so we won't be crowdfunding his defence, but it clearly is a story that I think you need to hear. As usual, watch the whole story and share it to warn others, and if Something happened to you. Please submit it to fightthefines.com.au and if we can help by crowdfunding you a lawyer, we will. Otherwise, we'll tell your story just like this. Let me start by making it crystal clear that I think the post was extremely silly and in no way am I defending what he wrote. But let's put it into perspective. As someone who's had numerous explicit threats to kill directed at me, with no action followed up by police. I'd say when you put it into perspective, one, he didn't threaten Gladys, nor did he incite anyone else to. He just made a very dumb prediction. Um, yeah, looking back at it now, probably wasn't the best choice of words. And, you know, I've never been, never been the greatest with English and, and choice of words, but uh, at the time I was pretty frustrated and, yeah. So you don't actually want to see Gladys... Um, getting shot? No, definitely not, mate. Not at all. I, 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 not, not, nothing like that would have ever entered my mind, you know. Like, it's just sort of like saying that uh, somebody is liable to do something like that if out of, out of frustration if things keep going the way they're going. I would never do something like that to anybody. You know? Do you have a violent criminal history? No, not at all. I've never been in a fight with anyone in my life. It was a major overreaction as far as I'm concerned. I, I can't believe the extent that the police went to um, over over such a simple simple comment on Facebook. Are you sorry that you wrote it? Yeah, definitely. Very sorry. Uh, um, at the time, I didn't think of anything really of it. That, I didn't think that much of it, you know. It was just sort of, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still in, still in a bit of shock myself uh, on how far it went. It is quite a serious offence. You're facing three years in jail. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Couldn't even start to imagine that. We'll keep up to date with how it progresses. It obviously doesn't fall in the scope of our fight the fines cases, but uh, it, it, it is certainly a what would seem from where I'm sitting a vast overreaction. Yeah, that's how I thought. A so. really silly comment that we can all agree was a very silly comment, but. 
Oh, look, I don't. I, I take full responsibility for what I said. You know, like it, it's, it's people say silly things when they're upset and out of frustration. You know, they they say things without thinking. You know, it's pretty pretty common practice for people when they're under pressure. You know. Yeah, well, like I said, Sheila, I, I think what he said was not a death threat. It was not uh, an incitement to violence. It was, as Abby mentioned, really dumb and regrettable. I mean, we believe in fighting, but. We fight with words, with thoughts, with ideas, not with weapons, not with any kind of threats or anything that could be perceived as a threat. But on the other hand, what a grotesque misuse of police resources. I mean, why so many police officers? Why in the middle of the night? Um, to someone who says he doesn't have a criminal record, I don't think he is a gun owner. Uh, so all I can think of is this being intimidation tactics to send a message to other uh, Australians that um, if you say something we deem to be a little offensive on Facebook, wow, you're going to regret it. Sheila? Oh, I... Did you lose me? Did you lose me? No, here we yeah, I got you now. Sorry, Sheila. Okay, great. <laughs> Who even knows? Because my Skype feed's been frozen, so I don't even know if, I, if I'm talking to anybody unless I can hear you back. Um, yeah, like who even... with Because he's from Australia, literally almost nobody has guns there. Yeah. So let's just like take that right out of the equation. But also the fact that this guy's facing now three years in jail. Three years! Sex offenders don't get that. You know, you can run somebody over with your car and kill them and get less time in jail than this guy is facing for uh, a post on the internet. Yeah. I think he's already paid enough of a penalty by being oh, arrested sure. in the way he has been. I, I would bet my life that he's not going to get three years, much less one week in jail over this. Um, hopefully he'll get a lawyer. And by the way, that, that's part of the penalty too, isn't it, Sheila? The process, he's going to have to shell out a few thousand dollars at the very least, uh, unless he represents yep. himself, uh, which I wouldn't recommend if there's a, a three-year penalty. And let's hope that they're not going to try to make an example out of him. Because like I said, I don't see the death threat there. I see stu a stupid use of words. Yeah. But um, yep. if we have um, felony convictions for stupidity, we're going to have to start building maximum yep. security penitentiaries the world over, especially with uh, the rise of social media. Yeah, Trudeau will get the chair if, <laughs> if there's like if we're arresting people for saying stupid things. I mean that that's just not what you do in a free society. And we should get to some of these chats. Yes. Um, and a quick, quick reminder to everybody that if you are watching us on Odyssey, actually, first of all, of all, if you're watching us on YouTube, consider watching us somewhere else on Rumble, Odyssey, or Super U. And if you are watching us on Odyssey, you can leave us a tip or a hyper chat now in regular old fiat currency that boomers like me and David understand <laughs> as opposed to their <laughs> cryptocurrency library. So pick whichever one is easier for you and boy, we'd sure appreciate the support because we are trying to, uh, like we said, uh, get some new equipment for the studio. And by the way, if you'd like to support that effort, it's at ournewstudio.com. So let's get to some of these hyper chats. Oh, it's our friend History Club World. You were late yesterday, History Club World, so you're the first one today. Um, any thoughts on Bezos in space? Yes, I do have thoughts on that. Um, I'll get to that in a second. 
on Katie Hopkins being kicked out of Australia or the suspension of MP Sloan on Twitter or the opening of Hobbiton in Alberta. I had to Google what that was. Um, follow History Club World on Instagram, your hub for educational content. First of all, on Bezos in space. Um, everybody is really like excited that this is like, oh no, now space is going to be commuter friendly and the cost of going to space is going to come down. I see this as far more sinister. Um, maybe this is just the conspiracy theorist in me, which often rears its ugly head. Um, but when I was watching Bezos's little thing, his capsule land, I thought, oh my goodness, I saw the movie 2012. And this is a test run for all the rich people to just leave the poor people and the unwanted people <laughs> behind in, in, the, in the case of some sort of cataclysm or um, extinction level event. I'm like, oh yeah, I see this. This is fine. This is just where all the rich people use this technology to leave us all behind. That was, as I was watching it, that was what I got. You know, I, I, my take on this, Sheila, is that this is all about bragging rights when it comes to yeah. billionaires with egos the size of the CN Tower. Um, because Richard Branson went into space, well, Jeff Bezos says, I got to go into space and also make the point with an exclamation part that I went higher into space than Richard yeah. Branson. It's almost like, you know, um, when you look at the NFL, uh, what is that really? But the ultimate, ultimate golf and country club. There's, I think, 32 franchises. So there's 32 multi-billionaires that are part of it. It is the ultimate exclusivity kind of a, uh, a golf club, if you want, for the filthy rich. And I think this is just these billionaires, they have more money than they can spend in a hundred lifetimes, Sheila. And this is the in thing. Uh, space travel is uh, now possible, such as it is. But I gotta say, you know what, guys? Uh, Yuri Gagarin was the first man in space. Every single one afterwards is just uh, repeating something that's already been done. Neil Armstrong was the first to step foot on the moon. And uh, after that, uh, the novelty of moon landings wore off. So I don't get too excited about this, uh, yeah. Sheila. And you know, I gotta tell you, um, as, as much as I don't mind taking risk, uh, I can't ever erase the image from 1986 of the Challenger on takeoff and what happened. I know there's been great advancements yeah. since then, but it isn't as easy as just taking a plane. Um, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, yes, it is rocket science <laughs> um, yeah. as, as a, to, to counter the old saying that it's not. And um, I, for what it's worth, I just don't see for the, for the money spent and what you get as a payoff, I don't think it's worth it. I don't know. Again, I go back to like, is this like a dry run for some sort of <laughs> apocalypse that they know is coming that I don't? Um, and I think, so if my options are getting into a confined space, and you know how good I am with those, <laughs> with a... A sinister, bald-headed billionaire, which is a little too on the nose, and hurtling through space, and I get car sick, or staying behind and taking my chances with zombies or poison gas or whatever it is, I'm probably going to stay behind. Like, I'm, I'm just not doing this. Yeah. Um, and, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sheila. Go ahead. No, and, go ahead. Go. 
I think History Club World had a whole slew of uh, queries there. There's and, a lot there. And the other one was Katie Hopkins, who um, yeah. I just found out just before the show going through the Toronto Sun. Uh, she made the Sun. Uh, and uh, Katie evidently was um, boasting on social media about <laughs> appearing naked and maskless at a hotel quarantine in breach of the country's oh, strict uh, shutdown. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and you know, Australia, the way they are, uh, I guess, um, being so maskless is one thing, but maskless and naked, yikes, you're really uh, rubbing in. I think she was, do I understand this right? She was in Australia, um, uh, Sheila, for a taping of uh, Big Brother VIP, I understand. But I guess um, yeah. they're going to have to write her character out of that uh, because of this breach. Yeah, they yanked her work visa and showed her the door. And um, I mean, clearly Katie was joking. I I don't think she was going to answer the door naked. What I will say about Katie Hopkins is she is, despite all the controversy swirling around her, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in yeah. real life. She's a very lovely lady. She's very nice. She's, she's not at all the um, abrasive person that... Uh, I think maybe she presents herself as sometimes, but also that the media loves to present her as. She's very nice. And um, if, I mean, if she did open the door naked, she'd probably have a big smile on her face because she's just nice like that. <laughs> and, um, and, and you know what? I, and, sorry. and I echo your opinion, uh, Sheila. Back in 2018, you know, uh, Katie was on the Israel trip. I, I got to know her, yeah. and uh, everything you said is 100% true. So, so maybe uh, this was just um, uh, some cheekiness, as they like to say in the UK. But Australia, they're pretty serious these days. Uh, no country yeah. for cheekiness, right? Yeah, they're so uptight. There will be no joking during the pandemic. <laughs> There's no jokes are outlawed too. Um, History Club World also asked us, oh gosh, you know, hang on. Also asked us about the suspension of MP Sloan on Twitter. Mm. You know what? If you want to know more about the suspension of Derek Sloan on Twitter for running afoul of Twitter's official COVID rules, why don't you tune into the Ezra Levant show tonight? Because he is Ezra's guest. Um, oh. And if you are not yet a subscriber to Rebel News Plus, it's only eight bucks a month. You get access to my show, David's show, Ezra's nightly show, and Andrew Chapados's show, Andrew Says. Um, and uh, like I said, all that for eight bucks a month and you'll find out exactly what Derek Sloan has to say today. Uh, just go to rebelnewsplus.com to subscribe. Yes. Um, way to, way to put a plug in there, Sheila. Carry on. Thank you. Um, or history club world really getting his money worth. He asked about the Hobbiton in Alberta. I didn't know what a Hobbiton was. I w I don't exist in that sort of world. Apparently... Apparently, Western Canada's first and only Hobbiton themed resort is opening in Alberta. You can imagine I will not be lined up to see this thing. Um, it is assuming you're a Lord of the Rings fan. The Burrows, Western Canada's first ever replica resort of J.R.R. Tolkien's Hobbiton will be by far one of the coolest places to stay this sunny season. David, are you going to the Hobbiton? 
Well, what will I go as? Will I go as a hobbit or will I go as a, uh, is it a nork or a, a dork? Or I, I, I can't remember all the colorful characters in that. But thank you for that explanation, Sheila, because I thought a habitant was a professional hockey player based in Montreal. Oh my goodness. No, this, I'm just reading this and guess this gets even worse. And I know like my habits, my personal hobbies are, might seem peculiar to people in Ontario or like Toronto, like metropolitan Toronto people. I like to hunt. I like to go aquatic. I like to shoot. I like archery. I, I like all the, I like dirt bikes. So I know that it might seem kind of foreign, but this seems really foreign and spooky to me. Look at this with enough room to accommodate two adults, complimentary breakfasts, a private garden, and an indoor fireplace, and our favorite feature, oh my god, these nerds. Anyways, our favorite feature, a closet full of themed clothing. Oh my god, this is a LARPing resort. <laughs> Happy we can Halloween. honestly say, I know, we. this is grown adults. Come on, you guys. We can honestly say that this will be nothing we've ever seen before, and that's something worth celebrating. A Hobbit-themed day will open the resort to say thank you for the public for their support. <laughs> I just... I can't, I, I just, I, I can't, there's adults that do this, right? Like, I, I, I don't, again, though, I dress up in camouflage, paint my face and sit in a tree for hours. So maybe I'm the weird one. Maybe these people are normal and I'm the weird one. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Sheila, um, year, about 10 years ago, I was in Las Vegas and I think it was at the, uh, I, I can't remember which hotel it was at, but they had something called an interactive Star Trek experience. And there were a couple of professional actresses dressed up as Klingon woman, really quite well done. And they were walking around making mock threats <laughs> and insulting the people, including myself. And I said something that made the Klingon woman break character and break down laughing. I cannot say it on this live stream, but when we get Don't together. Don't you dare. <laughs> I, I think no. what I, that's what I like to do when I'm at one of these events. Try to make the pro break character by laughing, right? And uh, I'm so sorry I'm teasing the audience with what I said that made a Klingon woman start laughing as opposed to scowling and threatening. But uh, it can be done. <laughs> well, and I'm not opposed to like the, like living museums and stuff like that. Like I send my girls, or I used to. Uh, to a summer camp at the like little Ukrainian cultural village up the road where they've gotten all these like buildings and stuff and created a museum like actual buildings for, to preserve the history of the Ukrainian people who came here and they built this little town and uh, they have actors that work in it and I would send my girls to summer camp there because it's important cultural part of where we are right and so I'm not opposed to that because it like sure it's kind of LARPing but it's culturally significant. It's real events. It's history. This is just weird. This is like you just want to live in a book was that, that isn't in, real. Um, was it? Is it Vegreville? They have a giant Easter egg. Yeah, the world's largest pasenka. Yeah, 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 the pasenka. <laughs> I remember it? my brother tried to stick me inside of it one time because there's like a hole that you can sort of <laughs> shove people through. Don't do it if you're watching. You'll never get back out. <laughs> Carry on, Sheila. Yes, uh, Super U tip from Annalisa. This is definitely for David and not for me. She <laughs> tips us $25. Annalisa, that's so generous. Very nice, thank you. And Annalisa says she missed the show yesterday. Darn work got in the way. Love and hugs to you both. Well, thank you very much. That's very nice. Um, thank you for your generosity. That's very kind. Uh, we've got a hyper chat from History Club World again. It seems that CBC isn't at all happy that Alberta is reopening. There's 
there's an expert in the dungeon, sorry, Harry Potter reference, they find even the most out there experts that will support them in their efforts to shun Albertans. Yeah, they're still like predicting this catastrophic doomsday event. Um, now we're, what is it, three weeks out of reopening? One day shy of three weeks out. So if we were going to see something bad, it would have manifested itself about 10 days ago. <laughs> and it's not happening, but CBC just really wants it to happening to happen. Like they say stuff like um, there's the potential for rise in case counts and they'll put that. Yeah, but they're not like there. there's no rise in case counts, but they say stuff like the potential exists for rising case counts. Yeah, I guess like. I guess anything is possible, but it's literally not happening. You know, the way the mainstream media from day one has framed the narrative of the Wuhan virus, Sheila, I, I call it COVID porn. They just love yeah. um, exaggerating and, um, you know, ginning up uh, the importance of the virus and always the positive case counts the positive case counts we've talked about this forever and ever the only data that matters to me is the number of people that are actually dying from this sheila and we know that the lion's share are those who are over 80 in long-term care facilities typically with a medical condition and that if you're uh, relatively young and healthy um, this is not a threat to you. Even if you get it, uh, some people get it and, and it leaves, they don't even know they have it, you know. Um, yeah. And yet they are obsessed with positive case counts. And I say, come on, give me a break already. Yeah, but in Alberta, they don't even have the positive case counts anymore. <laughs> like they don't even have that anymore. So they're like, there's the potential for positive case counts. What does that even mean? There's yeah. the potential that I am 30, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, th that's just not a thing. Um, we should keep going because we have 15 minutes left in the show, a bunch of chats to get through, other things you need to talk about. And I have to get off the air shortly after Time's Up because, again, if you are not a subscriber to Rebel News Plus, now is a good time to become one because my guest this week on The Gun Show is Linda Blade, Coach Ooh. Blade, uh, co-author of Unsporting. So I'm really excited to talk to her. My daughter was freaking out at the prospect of me talking to Linda Blade. So I'm just going to try to keep my cool and conduct a proper interview with this lady. Oh. Um, That'll be a five-coupon ride, as they used to say on the Midway. Definitely. Um, we've got a hyper chat from Salty Lefty Mods. What's the disease spread by COVID? And how is it diagnosed other than by their magic test? Mm. Um, we've got a rumble chat from Chronic Bud 99 At least with Rebel, we know what their money is being used for. Yes. Um, this thing behind me, by the way, in case you're wondering about exactly how thrifty we are. My green screen is actually a green bed sheet from uh, <laughs> Walmart that I bought five, six years ago, and it was like seven or eight dollars. And uh, it works for me. I've never replaced it. I take it down once in a while to wash it because it gets covered in lint <laughs> from all my plaid. But that's about it. You know, like we you we get frequently more viewers than CBC for a lot less of a of an investment. And uh, we like it that way. We show 100%. the bloated mainstream media just how bloated they are. Indeed. Um. We've got a rumble from MVP3371. You want hair like that, he says. He 
says, I want hair like that. I think he's talking about Mocha because I'm pretty sure he's not talking about me um, and probably not talking about David. People love Mocha's hair. I really like his hair too. Um, my son has hair like that. So maybe that's why I like it so much, but yeah. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, I was thinking about, like when I watched that video of the guys um, talking about the TriCaster, I thought, boy, that TriCaster's seen a lot of my different hairdos too. Like it's gone, <laughs> there's a lot of different Sheila hairs that have like been seen on the TriCaster over six years. Um, we've got a hyper chat from History Club World again. Rebel should open a fund where people can invest some money and Rebel can use it. But if the person ever pulls their money out, it's given back to them plus interest. That way you can have access to money. Probably should invest it yourself without having to wait for other people to pay you. Um, we are working on different ways for people to um, invest with us, give us money. We're working on ways to do that. So just stay tuned because, again, I always say it, we are early adopters of good ideas. So just stay tuned because we do have some things in the works there. Uh, Rumble chat from Car Painter. I hear Derek Sloan was kicked off Twitter. Yes. Um, and again, if you want to hear what Derek Sloan has to say about that, he's Ezra's guest tonight on the Ezra Levant show. Uh, Richard Blingden. Thank you, Rebel News, because you tell Canadians what the mainstream media does not. And that's the truth. Well, thanks. Uh, hyper chat from History Club World. Rebel News should challenge either True North or the Western Standard to go with them to Brampton and play against them. I would say uh, go against mainstream media versus independent media would be better, but it would be embarrassing to them. Uh, <laughs> the Western Standard, they're kind of like us. They're on a bit of a shoestring budget, but they're based out here. So I don't know if they would go fly their team all the way to Brampton <laughs> to... Uh, to play basketball against me and David. Plus, I think they smoke. <laughs> I think there's some people at the Western Standard who like a good dart. So I don't know how their cardio is. Um, I wouldn't mind playing against True North, though. They're, I don't think people know, but I am highly competitive and I'm pretty athletic, especially for a lady of my specific vintage, to put that politely. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's get a little intramural action going. That's what I want to do. You know what I would love, Sheila, would be to challenge Patrick Brown and his Barry buddies to a game of hockey. And uh, one of our friends, oh, what's his name again? Oh, yeah, Theo Fleury. He'd be on the Rebel yes. team. And maybe a few yep. of Theo's friends too. Oh, yeah, we would stack that team. And we would teach that crybaby Brown a lesson he'd never forget. That's my fantasy uh, come true. I'd, uh, I'd dust off the old gold pads for that in a heartbeat. Yeah, we could probably get Theo. We might be able to get Dustin Penner, too. Um, <laughs> he's pretty conservative. So, um, yeah, I mean, the potential is certainly there. Um yeah, but I do think we do need, we have about a month to give some thought to the victory lap we need to take in Brampton. Yes. <laughs> we, we need uniforms. We need something fun. Um, let's keep going. Uh, we've got a super you from Bishop. He's facing three years in jail. Governments around the world are releasing dangerous criminals. Yeah. yeah. The same, we saw the same thing happen here in Alberta. We're locking up pastors and releasing dangerous criminals from the very centers that we're sending these pastors to because the coronavirus is too dangerous inside the facilities 
for the bad guys, but perfectly fine for the healthy pastors from perfectly healthy congregations. Very strange. 100%. We just received our first cash hyper chat. Oh. From Baxter1957, who gave us $5. I'd much rather receive a request for a donation than have my pocket picked by the CBC and gang. Yeah, no kidding. Me too. Appreciate that very much, by the Thank way, you. Baxter. We've got a hyper chat of $5 from not Atan. Uh, hey, David, what is shaking besides the bacon? <laughs> yeah, it's a, a saying I, uh, I have here. Uh, Ain't nothing shaking but the bacon. I think I heard it once on an urban radio station. I don't have any idea what it means, and I hopefully it's not vulgar. But uh, yeah, but there's plenty shaking today, isn't there, Sheila? <laughs> yep. I'm, I, sh I shake my way through these shows because I worry that every minute with you is a minute that I might ruin my career and the company. Um, That's a good strategy. <laughs> yep. I'm always on high alert. Uh, we've got a hyper chat from Mim Iggy. Mim -G. Thank you for helping me advertise. I have tuxedo kittens. <laughs> I love these people who are like, here's a hyper chat. I'm just going to. Use this like Kijiji. I kind of like that. Thank you for helping me advertise. I have tuxedo kittens, black and white, front spot, looking to find their forever home in Toronto. That's so great. <laughs> I know. I like that. I find it very charming. We're 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 one step away from tradio. <laughs> Let's wheel and deal. <laughs> they still have tradio in Northern Alberta, by the way. There's, there, my husband and I were talking about this the other day, and it was so funny because there's. Jason Kenny does these Facebook lives, right? And sometimes from time to time, there will be guys who realize, oh, there's like thousands of people watching this. They're mostly conservative, so they might know what I'm looking for because they have, <laughs> let's just say people with conservative tendencies are more like, they do things with their hands, right? So sometimes guys will post in the chat. They're looking for car parts or they're looking to buy a vehicle or whatever. And then it all becomes like, hey, I, I know a guy with that part, or they're looking for a tractor part or whatever, and they'll post in like the, the Jason Kenny Facebook Live, and they'll actually find the part that they're looking for. And I love it because it is so, it, it's ingenuity. I kind of like it. I think it's great. That's great. <laughs> it's so Albertan. Oh, yeah. um, we've got a hyper chat from Rebecca Henderson. My grandparents grew up on CBC and trust it with everything. Yeah. Your grandparent CBC is it's uh, not the Nolt it's not Nolton Nash anymore, is it? Or you know was what? he on CTV? That's a very good point, Sheila. It reminds me of the old uh, General Motors ad campaign uh, for Oldsmobile. You know, not your father's Oldsmobile. When actually, in fact, it pretty much was your father's Oldsmobile. But times have changed, and uh, it is just a rat trap of uh, progressivism, yeah. Marxism, socialism. Uh, there's no. There's not even an attempt to, um, you know, have speech that gives the other side of the, the story, the other side of the ideology. So, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's not the CBC I uh, grew up uh, with in the 1970s, typically watching The Friendly Giant and Mr. Dress Up and uh, other wholesome children's programs. <laughs> The Tommy Hunter show was a staple in my household and Wayne and Schuster. <laughs> yeah, Wayne and Schuster. That's right. Wayne and Schuster, Tommy Hunter. Um, 
And the Disney hour. Remember, they used to have like an hour of Disney. That's um, right. On Sunday nights. Yeah. And it wasn't wokeism. It was actually telling um, child-friendly tales, right? Yeah. Or like Lauren Green. <laughs> he used yeah. to be on there quite a bit. I Pushing lemmings off a cliff to, to, <laughs> to remember. Oh, yeah. Lauren Green's uh, New Wilderness. <laughs> New Wilderness, yeah. They were, they like, the... They thought that lemmings would just like jump. Everything you know about lemmings is wrong, by the way. They don't follow each other in big herds to the point where they would hurt themselves. That is a Disney um, creation. And they literally pushed lemmings off a cliff to put that in a uh, in a video. Wow. A movie. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, so hard to explain how much CBC has changed over the years and how it's propaganda for the government. The generational view of CBC is very different with boomers. Any advice on how to help explain how it's not what it used to be? Um, you know what, uh, Rebecca? I'm working on a CBC access to information story right now. And it might be helpful to show them that. Because as always, I'll publish the documents when I do get that story finished. And it's about what CBC was saying publicly about vaccinations and private vaccination clinics and things like that and private testing clinics versus what they were working on behind the scenes for themselves. And uh, maybe that'll show your grandparents some of the hypocrisy of CBC while they present one thing publicly, what they're doing behind closed doors. And, and you know, Sheila, I, I think in the big picture, to answer the question very quickly, it, it's not just media, but all facets of our lives, bureaucracy, the government, academia, law, policing even. For the last 50 or 60 years, I think there's been an indoctrination of hardcore leftists, progressives, Marxists, socialists, and little by little over the years, slowly the line moves. And uh, now it's just all of these facets are now um, crucibles of socialism, of, of far-left thinking, and it's been a masterful uh, insurrection, if you will. It's taken over half a century, but that is what yep. we have today. Yep. Um, we've got a hyper chat from Enoch the Salty Pretzel. Sheila or David, do you know what the cycle magnification rate used for the PCR test in Canada is? Anything over 30 is technically useless. Too high false positive level. Most countries have been using well over 30 cycles. I, I think um, with some of the stuff that I've read is the maximum uh, amplification cycle is around 35 to 40. Um, I don't know what they're using in Canada because for me, my hangup has never been on positive tests and positive cases. For me, it's this isn't all that bad if you're not elderly or with a gazillion comorbidities. So it doesn't even matter if you test positive. Um, that's sort of irrelevant if you are a healthy, normal person. Um, so I never really got very hung up on the accuracy of the test. We know they're inaccurate. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot of them, you know, in some instances, up to 50% were inaccurate. Um, but for me, that's not even, it wasn't even the focus. Even if it, Even if those cases were all actual cases, what does it matter when it's not all that deadly? Well, Sheila, I remember a few months ago, I interviewed Dr. Mark Trossi about this, and yep. the number is far greater uh, than yep. the, the number just quoted, and, and which he said makes this test absolutely useless. 
Yep. And we've got one more super chat from, uh, it's a super you chat from Bishop who says, threatening to body check a weak need political hack like Patrick Brown is six months behind bars. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Who even knows? Who even knows? Oh, yeah. And I well, think that's it. We're all caught up. All right. Well, you know what? I know you have to run and uh, get that very important interview uh, done, Sheila. So for the first time in, well, forever, we're not going to go overtime. So um, I want to thank Mr. Producer, working very hard uh, behind the board there. And, of course, all you generous viewers that have contributed something. Hey, David, so that sorry we to interrupt. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. Should we go out on a promo for the store? If maybe yes. Justin can bring that up because you know what, we've got a bunch of new stuff once again in the store. It changes all the time. Even the shirt that I'm wearing right now, it's just says rebel. It doesn't say rebelnews.com or anything like that. It's just like a, a wink to all the people who know out there um, exactly who you are and what you mean by this. But we've got a bunch of new stuff out there and we're starting to categorize things by like new collections. Mm. Um, in the store so makes it easier for uh people who are frequent shoppers of the store like i am to um to find the new stuff as it's coming out so that you can stick it in your cart and buy it and use the coupon code sheila 10 to do it or david no menzies 10 right well, menzies 10. sheila wink nothing when are you going to wear the menzoid t-shirt that's what i want to know <laughs> i'm going to wear it when we play intramural basketball <laughs> against patrick brown and his friends <laughs> And I dunk on Patrick Brown because I think he's probably my height, isn't he? He's not a big dude. <laughs> no, there you go. So, yes, if we can uh, play out the uh, the show, uh, not with. Okay, let's oh, do that. Oh, Justin I says we I... just showed the whole store online, Sheila, so we don't okay, have the perfect. promo I ready yet. So, uh, but, hey, look on the bright side. Ezra will be here tomorrow, and he'll have a funny dog video to close the show, as he always does. So my thanks again to Justin, to the viewers, to Sheila. Uh, I'm David Menzies signing off, and until we see each other again on Thursday, stay sane. <laughs>